You are listening to another episode of Beyond Clean with Ace, a service of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. I'm your host, Dave Thompson. And since you're listening, you might as well know that you're about to hear us talk about something which has to be healthy, positive, and or proactive in the cleaning industry today. In 2018, the Academy launched the Rockstar series of motivational sessions in addition to our tactical classes, which are instructed weekly around the U.S. Now, industry professionals are here to talk share their thoughts and let you know what's on their mind. So turn up the sound and let's get talking. All right, folks, we're back with another edition of Beyond Clean with Ace. And, you know, we have, well, regular speakers that come on and then we have guest speakers that come on. Now, I know it's the end of 2019. We're in December, last couple of weeks of the year. I can't believe 2019's almost gone already. But I have one of our regular speakers, Aaron. Are you with us? I am. Good to be with you, Dave. Well, if you've been <coughs> excuse me, if you've been listening to our podcast before or li- watching our YouTube videos, this one is not on YouTube, so don't go to YouTube and expect to see our bright shiny faces because we're not there. This is a podcast only. We're going to be doing that most of the time for next year, so just get used to it. Aaron, this is the also the issue. We were talking about generations and what we do, and I just told them they can't watch us. What does that do to things? <laughs> yeah, in uh, well, for you and I, it's no big deal because you and I are old enough that we probably don't think podcast or YouTube first. Um, but it's fascinating for me as a college professor to look at my students who are very different in terms of generations and how they automatically just sort of assume that if it's not on YouTube or uh, why, why am I watching it? Uh, you know, you just, you got to think in terms of, of how differently we think. You and I grew up with three television networks. And maybe you were lucky and you got PBS, but you had ABC, NBC, and CBS. Right. Generation that came after us grew up with cable television. Yeah. They had like 150 channels, and which fascinates me because there's 150 channels. You can never find anything good on any of them, which is. (laughs) I'm not going to comment on that one, Aaron. I'm just going to let that one go. Uh, But today, go to that next generation, the, uh, the millennials and now the iGens that are coming in. And they've grown up in an era of Netflix and streaming video services. And why would I watch anything with commercials? And I'm just going to binge watch everything on a weekend. Uh, and if it's not on a streaming service or if it's not on YouTube, what, why is it relevant to me? Type okay, so, so now for all of you YouTubers out there, I found out something that whenever we put our podcast out on Podbean, which is a service that we use here. It also now will put it onto my YouTube channel. So now the Podbean podcast is on YouTube. Okay, so all they do is get the audio track though. Right, so all you YouTubers, you can listen to us on YouTube, <laughs> but you can't watch us. <laughs> and quite frankly, I'm not sure sometimes what watching does for you. I'm not sure how many more videos of cute puppies I can tolerate or stand, but it's, it's clearly a difference today. But, but you know, I would, you know, and I don't know if you and I talked about this, but if you think about this, 
podcasting is like the old time radio station where we came and we listened to the radio. But now that's what live streaming really is more like. And this is what we're going to be doing next year is we're going to try to start doing live streaming. So uh, you and I have set our calendars up for the next uh, three or four months. And so on a regular schedule, listeners will be able to listen to us. They'll know what time it is. And if they want to call in and chat with us, they certainly can. Right. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's fantastic that technology allows us to do that today. You know, it's funny when you – what went through my mind as you were talking about that is today if you want to listen to a radio station, you can listen to a radio station anywhere in the country by going to their website. Oh, yeah, I do it here all the time. I mean, you know, during class, you know, we have a break at lunch, and I pull up, uh, you know, a, a, um, what is it, uh, iHeartRadio? Yeah. You know, and, and, and play radio while we're having lunch, um, just like we well, do our TV and Netflix and everything else. Yeah, or in my case, a couple of weekends ago, my son was playing hockey up in uh, uh, Minnesota, in St. Cloud, Minnesota. And we were able to get the video stream, but for whatever reason, we weren't picking up the audio. But their audio streams on the local radio station up there in St. Cloud. So I just picked up, literally <laughs> picked up my iPhone. On my iPhone, went to the radio station on the internet, grabbed their live feed. And so I'm watching the video on the television through the internet, and then on my phone, I'm listening to the audio version of it coming from the radio station. So it's just, it's amazing how you can put the technology together today. But the whole issue behind it really isn't the technology part. It's this idea of on demand. I want it, I want the content I want, when I want it, how I want it. And I, when I've talked to people about this too, I said, you know, really, that's, that's actually the genius behind the uh, original iPod. The iPod, the iPod really had nothing new. Once we went to digital music, once we went to CDs and music became digitized, so it's nothing but a bunch of zeros and ones, the only problem was storage. And really all the original iPod was was a hard drive with uh, an audio connection. Yeah, it was just a storage device that stored whatever you wanted and you put on there what you wanted and it was miniaturized so that you could carry it around. Exactly. I, I actually do a, a presentation where I show them I show students how the, uh, and you and I are old enough to remember this one too, how the Sony Walkman evolved over time. I like how you keep saying that we're old enough. I, I, well, I like know. that. You know, people can't see how old we are, uh, you know, uh, Shoot, today. I, I shouldn't have done that. But, you know, the Walkman started out as a, as a small cassette player. Yes. That tapes. Correct. When we got CD-ROMs, it morphed into a, a CD player. But the genius behind Steve Jobs and the iPod was Jobs said, why should we be limited to what's on the CD or what's on the tape? Right. Why, why shouldn't you be able to listen to the music you want to? And I always laugh about that because uh, way back when in a previous life, I started out in the music industry selling records and tapes. And I, we used to know this time of year, you always stocked the greatest hits albums in stores because nobody wants to listen to that stuff that the artist does for self-expression. It's like, no, just play the hits, right? We were at a, uh, we were at a James Taylor concert, oh, about two years ago. 
and he uh well now now, now you're talking one of my favorites now I, hey, we found another thing we have in common james taylor okay. all right so we're at this concert in bozeman montana that he's doing and he's just got an album out his, his newest album is just out then and so he he does a whole bunch of his hits and then he says um to the audience he says okay now we're going to play something off the new album and you could kind of hear the audience kind of go oh <laughs> and 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 he and he was to his credit he was sharp enough to pick up with that and he said i know you're all sitting out there going we didn't come here to hear no new music play the good stuff and you know so he did a couple from the new album then he went back to that but that was that was what jobs tapped into was this idea that i want my content on demand when i want it how i want it in any format so youtube streaming video audio podcast doesn't matter i want my content and i want it to tailor to me and that's the big issue that we're coming having to come to grips with in organizations today is a generation that's raised to believe that the entire world operates based around what they want when they want okay so now i'm going to turn something a little bit here because as you were saying this something just you know how these things do they just hit your these old brains and all of a sudden we think about it I got to get it out of my brain before I lose track of it. Shoot. That's okay. I'm used to phones. All right. Here's the thing. You know what is, is whenever you said that, I'm thinking, what is so different about that than whenever somebody wants a shipment of their toilet paper, their hand soap on demand on time because they didn't take care of the inventory. So on demand on time isn't anything new. We're just talking audio and information but you know what distributors face all the time is exactly the same thing i mean look at amazon look at all of these people that it's it's now within what two hours come on yeah. Yeah. i mean there's only there's a limit or is there a limit you know the way the technology window is pushing i don't know where that limit is it's funny because you and i are having this conversation <laughs> at christmas time Right. And if I don't know if you're like me, but I tend to do a lot of online. For one thing, I live in Peoria. No, you're better off than me. You're in Orlando. I'm in, I'm in Peoria, Illinois, where shopping is severely limited. <laughs> I'm putting that mildly. Okay. Uh, so I do a lot of internet shopping. So I come down this morning. I open up my email. Oh, by the way, I've got two packages that are coming today, and I got another one that's coming on Monday. And the one that's coming today. Uh, they sent me uh, a tracking, but they said, yeah, this is going to be delivered. It's out for delivery. And I don't even have to think about it. I mean, they're, they're telling me where the package is. So again, you've got an entire generation that are Amazon Prime members that I get it next day for free. And I'm used to getting it next day for free. And not only that, they're going to tell me where the package is all the way en route. So if you're talking about distributors today, there's sort of this expectation that, well, you ought to be able to tell me exactly where my shipment is. As a matter of fact, if you go to some of the ones that are really at the high end of the technology curve with GPS systems on their trucks, they will sit there and call you up and they'll tell you, okay, that the truck is an hour and a half from you. Expect the delivery in the next hour and a half. And, and so, you know, my, my point is this though, Aaron, is as we're talking about this is if we are now, you know, distributors of Jansan goods are expected to be delivering product on time i mean we used to say back in the day just in time right what's just in time today is not what it was 10 years ago so to have the mentality that education and information 
should still be on a CD or a floppy disk drive or something is absurd. It's right. not the same. I mean, so I think we need to come to grips as distributors that, you know, we're still delivering something. What oh, yeah. you and I are talking about is education, correct? Yeah, you're deli well, we're delivering education. We're delivering information. And what you begin to realize is that what's going to make a decision for a customer, you know, which distributor that I use, is who's going to be able to give me more information. Because I can get the product from anybody. So who's going to give me more information that's going to help me do a job, do a better job running my business? Because they didn't okay. get any product anymore, right? Yeah. Okay, so I, I want to make a information. Go ahead. I was talking. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you know, and, and the thing here is this is happening right now this week. And so this nice thing about a podcast is we can talk about what's really going on right now. Right. I'm working with a triple S dealer in California. Okay. I'm in Florida. Mm -hmm. We have a hospital that's an hour and a half away from him mm -hmm. that needs education on floor care. Okay. They also need somebody that can service their equipment. They also need to buy some new stuff. But the first thing is they have got 12 people that have got machines that are in the basement that have been run dead and never been serviced. And so they, they get hold of the academy online. They talk to me and everything. They say, how can you help us? We're in California. I said, don't worry about it. I got it covered. Right. Right. And, and, and so here's the thing, you, what you and I have been doing with our web conferencing, with the podcasting, is a technology that gets us ready to be able to handle that just in time because I just got the message on January the 27th, we're working with that distributor, they're going to go do the hands-on demonstration, I'm going to do the education from Florida through web conferencing, live and in person, and the distributor rep got online with me uh, last night, and in two hours he said, I didn't know we could do all this. Yeah, that's, that's your – see, that would, be almost, that would almost be more of a concern to me than anything else because if your sales force isn't taking that message out to the customer – again, it's, it's the old Steve Jobs line, right? How, how do people know what they want unless someone shows it to them? And, that, and, and, and that's exactly what he said last night. He said, I didn't know what I didn't know, but now I know what I didn't know. And I'm like, don't hide that. Right. So now that, yeah. So now that, I, I, like I said, I love that quote. You know, how do people know what they want unless someone shows it to them? I'll, I'll tie these together. Hey, bear with me a second. So like okay, we, all right. Go ahead. In the old, in the old iPod days, right? Right. Um, the reason the greatest hits thing was so popular is because what I, I, I really didn't want the latest Eagles album or the latest Fleetwood Mac album, I wanted those three songs. Right. Listen to the rest. And what Jobs, what Steve Jobs saw was, you know what you really want? You want to listen to only the music you want to listen to. And when he said that to me, I thought, oh man, you know what? He's right. Now, prior to that, the only thing I knew was, no, I get, I have to play the whole album to get, or I have to play the whole cassette to get the two or three songs that I really want. But he said, no, this is what you really want. That's what we're talking about here is a sales rep who's got the insight, knows the technology, understands what's doable, what's possible. And then when the customer says, well, I need some training. So, you know, can you come out and do some training? 
well, you know what? I can do kind of the hands-on part, but you know what you really want? You really want to be able to train your people 24-7 anytime you want with the content that they want that's relevant to their Yeah, you're right. That is what I want. Man, I didn't even, I didn't even know that. You've got to have the rep connecting those dots for them. Absolutely. And, you know, this is what you really, you know, you think you want training. What you really want is on-demand, 24-7, tailored to your site, tailored to your organization. Yeah, that really is what I want. And, and if the sales rep isn't aware of what's doable, they can't convey that to the customer. So that, and, and that's a, you're, a, you're exactly a right. And, yeah, and, and, and that was what this gentleman did last night. You know, he was, when we, when we got on, you know, just like anybody, using technology for the first time is a little cumbersome, a little awkward. Mm-hmm. And so last night was kind of our test to make sure that it works and that he understood. And about halfway through the two-hour conversation, he said, you know, I was very, very questionable whether you could do this. He said, I've been doing this for most of my life. And he's kind of like you and I. We're not young guys. And he, and he says, I thought I knew everything. He says, but in two hours, you've taught me things that I didn't know. And I know my customers don't know this. He said, he said, next year, we've got to do this. And, and, and I think that's the thing. We have the ability today to do these things, and the Jansan industry hasn't grasped that we can do it. I don't, I don't think the world's grasped it, uh, in a sense. Um, you, you, you really do have this generational split uh, in the sense that, that you start talking millennials and iGens, Absolutely. They've grown up with it. They think this is normal. You start talking Gen X and boomers, and I'm a boomer. We're still, you know, this is, this is not normal for us. This isn't our, no. right? So we got to learn, right. you know, we're, we're trying to make, we're trying to make the adjustments. I look at it though, and, and it's back to that, you know, what's in it for me type of approach, which is ultimately what winds up motivating people. You know, I used to say only, and I thought I was joking. Right. I would tell my students, I would say, uh, you know, my goal is before I retire, I want to be doing this class from a trout stream in Montana. And, you know, we would have a good laugh about it. Now, with the technology that's here, I'm sitting there thinking, well, heck, why not? You know, you don't need me in a classroom. I can be anywhere doing this. I mean, we can we can still have an interaction. So I've had situations now where, you know, my daughter who worked at Disney down there, um, when I would have her interact with the students from class she dials in from her iphone in the park and okay hi i'm at disney it's a beautiful day and it's you know snowing in peoria and (laughs) jealous and you know she's telling it but but you know the students are able to be in effect on site now think about how amazing that is so i'm looking at that and i'm thinking to myself well you know i could be out in the middle of of a spring creek fishing look at my watch and say oh shoot you know five minutes to class get out, call up on my phone and say, hi, here I am. It, when you start putting it in those terms and you think, okay, there really could be a benefit for me, then I think people move very quickly through adoption. And that's the other part of the sales reps function here is show the customer how they're going to benefit from this. Yeah, and I, and I think the thing the is... The right? reaction is, but that's not how I do it. So you've, right. you've got this built-in barrier that, well, but that's not how we do training. Okay, I get that, but what if you could? And once they, they realize what's doable, then all of a sudden they become, well, why aren't we doing it this way all the time? 
Well, I mean, I spent 35 years out there, Aaron. I mean, you know, I understand, you know, those are, those are my clients. That's my family. That's my business, my life. Uh, you know, I was very, very protective of it, but I also understood I can't do everything by myself. And I think that's the part that the longer you've had a sales territory, the more guarded that you are and the less adaptable to change that you are. Yeah. And it's not that you don't know you need it. You just don't want to admit it. Yeah. You got to be willing to get out of your comfort zone. And that's the other big problem is you got to get out of your comfort zone to be able to do that. Number, uh, this is probably about four or five years ago. I went over to China with our uh, EMBA students and uh, their trip was actually going to occur during our semester. And I didn't want to cancel class. So I had to work with our tech people at the university, but we set it up and, now, the only problem was I had to get up at 1 o'clock in the morning and 3 o'clock in the morning <laughs> in Shanghai. But I actually did class from my hotel room in Shanghai, China, and, and in a sense proved the concept, proved right. this could work. So once you break past that barrier, then all of a sudden you begin to say to yourself, okay, what else can I do? And that's the real opportunity here is to right. through the barrier and then say, oh, man, if I can do – so if I can do this type of training, what's, how, can I, how can I actually replace the hands-on guy? Well, you can't do that. You're remote. Whoa, hey, time out. All right, let's talk about this again. Because if I change the framing a little bit, if I change the picture, maybe I actually can do hands-on training. You know, there's a way for me to be able to do that. And in fact, hands-on without my hands actually being there. When we start, when our mind starts going that way, boy, all of a sudden the, the opportunities become huge. But the, the big thing is to get the customer to recognize that this is your value. You're well, and, 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 and for a box, you're paying me for the value that I bring. Well, and you bring up the point, we have to put a value on it. Yes. And the value isn't there by just saying that there's a value. The value is actually putting a dollar sign on that it has to be there and and i tell people you know there's different ways to do that we don't want to get into that here today today but you have to actually put a dollar value it's not just saying it's a value-added service there's no value perceived at that right now you know i think the interesting thing about you and i aaron is that you and i both talk students although yours are younger usually than i have but True. there's still people there for the reason that they want to learn. Right. So it makes us kind of want to look at this and, and explore and go outside of that box rather than where I used to be all the time with just go out doing the same thing, taking the order, filling the order. What consumables did you consume this, this month and how can we replenish that? This is, this is having to go outside that so that we can learn more about the client and actually take care of more of the needs. Mm -hmm. You know, like the gentleman said last night, if they don't know it, it's my job as a sales rep to, to find out what they don't know. Right. <clears throat> the other thing is, is understanding, and, 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 I, and you, you're right, Dave, you and I come to this naturally, because when you're in a teaching mode, when you're in a, a training mode type of thing, you realize that your stock in trade is the information that you have and your ability to convey that. Correct. Right? You, I mean, that's at the end of the day, you and I have got nothing else to sell, if you think about it that way, all right? 
I mean, the, the, the line. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say nothing else. I mean, that's well, okay. a whole lot to sell. Okay. But, but that's a good point. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the way I, I word it when I'm talking to students is I say, you know, I, say, I, I probably got the best job in the world. I said, I go out and I work with a lot of really intelligent people who know an awful lot about how to make businesses work. And I try to soak up their knowledge, their information. Then I come in here and I share it with you. And you guys think I'm the smart one. Okay. And, and what you realize in that mode is I'm only as good as my content, as the information, as the knowledge that I have available to me. Right. Mm -hmm. We start with that for just a moment. And we, and if you buy my notion that the way the world is moving, more and more of the value that we provide is going to be in the information and it's not in the physical things, then what you begin to realize is that, in effect, the business now becomes a teacher because what I really have to sell is not the bowl cleaner, it's not the paper, it's not the can liner. What I really have to sell is the information and the knowledge about how to make money or how to minimize your costs using that bowl cleaner, that paper, that can line. That's what I'm selling. And if you can get them to understand that what you're really selling is your knowledge and information, then you're just like any, then you're just like a teacher, but you're right. You got to put a value on it. You got to let them know that, yeah, but you know, we pay teachers. So you need to pay me for the information that I'm giving you because that information has a value. Okay, audience, if you've been listening to this podcast and you've been listening to some of our previous podcasts, you probably will know right now that we're talking about selling. It's funny how these conversations go. Um, just yesterday, we had another um, uh, speaker on with us, and he had the seven secrets of selling less to sell more. And one of the things that he was talking about was reading body language and I want to ask you, Aaron, because you're in, in business management and selling and stuff. Yeah. He asked me a question on the podcast, and I couldn't answer it. Well, I did answer it, but I answered it wrong. He said, whenever you're looking at body language and you're in selling mode, right? Right. What should you be looking at to know what's going on with the client? Well, typically, the first thing we tell people when you're with body language is the first place you look at the eyes. I said that, and he said you're wrong. Okay. And then, of course, just like you, I gave him this kind of half look like, okay, what? And he brought up, and, I, and, and folks, you'd have to go back to the podcast because I can't remember it exactly. I've done three <laughs> others since then, but I'm paraphrasing <laughs> here, okay? It's podcast week. Um, but basically, he said that he was working with um, uh, the uh, people at the airports, you know, the, what is it, uh, Homeland Security? Okay, yeah. TSA. Yeah. <clears throat> and he said what they had found is that whenever they ask somebody if they have something to declare when they're coming up with their ID, mm -hmm. they don't look them in the face. They look at their feet and their legs. And I'm like, wow, that's a new one. He said, because here's the thing. And I think he gave a percentage, I think it was something like over 80% of the time. If the feet are not pointed directly at the agent, 
they have something to hide. If their feet are pointed directly at them, they're good to go. And so he was talking about when he sold Anderson windows, that whenever he went out, they had always taught him to go to the dining room and get the husband and wife together at the dining room table. And you and I, if we're from the area, we know, era, we know that. Right. Whatever he, what he learned, though, was he went to the living room, so they all sat there, and he could see their feet and their legs, and he closed more sales than anybody else. Okay. Interesting. Um, I, don't, I don't doubt that. I remember traveling uh, for years, for about six or seven years, I was traveling back and forth through Singapore doing training. And uh, the Singaporean airport and Singaporean police are phenomenal. I mean, Changi Airport in Singapore is one of, generally regarded as one of the best in the world. Um, but these guys, as I was asking some of the Singaporeans about that, they said, well, we send our, our people to Israel to train because the Israelis are known for their ability. And what the Israelis do, unlike our U.S. system, which is, and, and which what the Singaporeans do, if you ever, you ever seen a, like, a, like a music stand, like, you know, that the, somebody uses like at a concert, you know, to just hold the music? Right. You know what I'm talking about? So, right, yeah. All it, all, all it is is a little metal stand, but then everything else is wide open. Correct. Their security people stand behind one of those. And when you hand them the passport, your passport goes on the music stand, and then they can step back and they can see your entire body. Uh-huh. As, as they're asking you questions and they're flipping through your passport and your visa. And that's just over, that's over here to the side on my little music stand. But I'm looking at you total body to be able to read what's going on. And now that you said this, uh-huh. thinking that's why they do it. That's exactly what it was. And, and so I think that's the interesting thing about having podcasts and having different people from different things. It's like you and I are talking about business management and podcasting and stuff. We went into sales, but here this gentleman talked about sales. He also talked about storytelling. And in a podcast that I'm going to have next month, I've got a gentleman that he's going to come on and talk about storytelling because you and I, this afternoon talking, we said several things and we told a story and you make it come to life. And that's what I was telling you about. This is how we have, at the Academy have learned to use the education and their technology. There's a story behind it, and that's what gets the customer engaged. Oh, listen, when you, after you talk to him, when we get on next, uh, when, we get on, when we get on in January, will you have talked to him? Uh, yeah, let's see. We're going to get on the 16th. Um, I'd have to check my calendar. I believe so. If you have, just put a just put a little note on our session, and when when next time when we talk, you lead off with that storytelling thing. We we'll go a half hour just talking about stories and storytelling, strategy, business planning, selling, why that's all important. Yeah, I can I can talk to you for a long time about that one. Well, actually, actually, I will tell you. I just checked my calendar, Aaron. Um, uh, Jude Charles, he's going to be on the podcast on January the thirteenth. You and I are going to be on on the 16th. So, okay, now everybody knows from this podcast, we know what we're going to talk. We're going to talk storytelling the week of the 13th of January. That'll be a blast. That'll be a lot of fun. I look forward to that one. Well, hey, you know what, folks? I think that's a good place to cut this off. Do you have anything left to say about podcasting, education, distributors? Just that if you're not doing it, if you're not at least learning to do it, and that's the big thing is, like you said earlier, by the way, Dave, get in there and get your hands dirty. 
try it. Your first few are going to be crummy. They're going to be lousy. They're going to look like something that was done by, you know, a grade school elementary class. But you're going to get better. You're going to get better. You're going to get better. And that's where you're going to find your value is going to be. You know, what I've learned, too, is that there's nothing wrong with asking other people. Uh, there's colleagues out here. Um, you know, you and I've went through some things. We've tried some things. There's some other people I'm learning from other people that I'm on their podcast. I learn from them what they're doing. This is what it's all about. You know, you and I are baby boomers. It doesn't come naturally, as you said, Aaron. <laughs> it just does not come naturally. But that doesn't mean this old dog can't learn new tricks, and we're bringing them to you. So, folks, if you're listening on, on Podbean or whatever streaming device, we appreciate that. If you're watching on YouTube, well, you didn't get to see us this time, but you certainly got to listen to us. Whatever it is, go to academyofcleaning.com. Go to rockstarcustodian.com. By the way, by the next time that we talk in January, we're going to be actually releasing the award winner, the national award winner for the Rockstar Custodian 2019. Voting has closed. Just to give you a note, 98,000 votes nationwide. Folks, we were very happy with that. The Rockstar nominations for 2020 are open now. There's already a dozen people already been nominated for this next year. We appreciate that. Keep on going. Keep liking and sharing us. Have a great one. Uh, if you listen to this before Christmas, have a good Christmas and a happy new year. Aaron, thanks for being on. Dave, always a pleasure to visit with you.